0: Derek, Derek, Derek... Diamond, Diamond, Diamond... diamond. diamond. Experience!
1: It is Monday, September 1st, 2014, a.k.a. Labor Day, and this is episode number 24 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and hopefully this podcast brings you some sort of entertainment on your Monday or whenever you may be listening. It's been kind of a bittersweet and relaxing week for me because last Tuesday ended the 2014 season for the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, which is where I've been working since January. And the Wahoos won, which kind of boosted the morale a little bit and sent us all out on a good note because the team hasn't, it hasn't been that great this season. We'll, we'll just say that, but it was nice to celebrate the season with friends, coworkers. And it was kind of sad also because it's like the end of college or the end of summer camp where everyone just kind of leaves and goes back home to do their own thing. And I'll, I'll still be working there until the end of this month. And then after that, I'm, Still not exactly sure what the future holds for me, but we'll see what happens. But it was great. It's been a great season. Uh, I've met a lot of great people and uh, made a lot of good friends, a lot of new friends. And uh, if anyone from the Wahoo's is listening, I would like to thank you for you know ma- making this uh this year basically one of the best years I've ever had because, like I said, I've met a lot of great people and had a lot of good experiences with my tenure at the Wahoo. So it's it's been great, and thank you very much for that. And one thing that I am going to start doing on Fridays is, and especially if you live in the Pensacola area, you should check this out, and if you're a sports fan, but uh, Channel 3, our local news station, has started broadcasting high school football games. Uh, the, the program is called Friday Night Rivals, where the production crew goes to a different high school each week for the quote-unquote game of the week. And it's broadcast like a football game on ESPN, uh, NFL Network. And it's, it turned out really great. I mean, it was the first game, so it obviously wasn't perfect. But overall, I thought it was a lot of fun. I got to learn something new. I got to work the score bug or the score box, as they call it. And that's the one position that I didn't do at the Wahoos, which was kind of funny. But it was a lot of fun, again, getting to meet new people and connect with ones that I've been working with at the Wahoos as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. I like baseball, but I enjoy football that much more. So it's going to be fun. I'm very, very excited about it. And other than that, that's really been about it. Haven't seen any new movies. Uh, Been busy with a lot of fantasy football drafts getting ready for the NFL season, which kicks off on Thursday. And we'll actually be having the draft for the Nerd Cave Fantasy League tonight. So that'll be interesting for sure. But moving on to my guest this week, is someone, again from The Actor Factor, who I didn't meet until my first day of actually working with them. Her name is Lisa Goodness. She was funny about the way that I met Lisa was when she came to set, she was extremely sick and had lost her voice, so she couldn't talk. And I was going to ask her that day if she wanted to do an interview for this show, And when I found out that she couldn't talk, I was like, well, maybe now is not the best time to do it. But when she got better, I asked and she happily agreed to do it. And it was another fun conversation. We I didn't know that she was really into voice acting or had done voice acting, which you'll get to hear more about. And also, of course, the nerdy pop culture type stuff. And of course, the actor factor as well. So it's it's a really fun discussion. A lot of variety of topics and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. So sit back and listen to this awesome conversation I had with actress Lisa goodness. And we're back on the Derek diamond experience with my special guest this week from the actor factor, miss Lisa goodness. Lisa, how you doing? I'm doing well. Good, good. Uh, we were talking uh, before we started recording. You actually worked in a comic book shop yes, back I in the day, did. which is pretty awesome. And what comic book shop was that? It
0: was called Heroic Images. It used to be over on Plantation. They they closed in two thousand four. Um, they'd moved into the University Mall, and then there was Ivan Damage, mm-hmm. of course, and um, and that kind of put an end to the shop. But but yeah, that was my first job when I moved here. Was it fun? Years ago, it was so much fun. Yeah.
1: You probably meet some pretty interesting characters. Yeah. So yeah. was it just uh, just comic books or did they do like the magic, the gathering oh, stuff and everything like TBS does?
0: Absolutely. They had magic. They had D&D, other role-playing books. Um, I actually met the owner because we were in a D&D game together. Um, uh, the person I was seeing at the time was a friend of his. So that's how I hooked up that job when I moved to town.
1: Do you play any of those games?
0: No, I haven't in a very long time, but I used to. I used to play a lot of d and
1: I never got into the Dungeons and Dragons or the magic. I know a lot of people that have, and they say it's really addicting, which is one of the reasons why I don't do it.
0: Well, as an actor, I think that's what a lot of the role-playing appeal was to me. Um, I was also a huge fan, and still am, of the fantasy series Dragonlance, which is a, a D&D-based you know, mm-hmm. book series. So that got me. Uh, that kind of got me into it. I played a kender
1: for a while. It was fun. Yeah, I've I've had a couple of friends that have invited me to play uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but it either just didn't work out to where I would do it, or you know, just, I don't know. It just never really appealed to me. But I, I respect its fan base because its fan base is pretty hardcore. Yeah,
0: it's a time commitment. It's quite a time commitment yeah. as well. Some of these sessions. I mean, you'd be playing five, six hours, and Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes life gets in the way, and then that's That's why I haven't played in years. (laughs) Yeah, that is
1: very true. You said uh, before you moved to town, so where are you originally from?
0: I'm from Maine. Really? Yeah. I'm from a small town outside of Bangor uh, Mm -hmm. called Holden, and um, my family has been there for generations, you know, old Yankee family. Um, Oh, can I say that? This is the South. Oh, dear. Uh, no, it's all good. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, uh, I grew up there. I lived there um, until I was in my mid-20s. I did live in New York City briefly. I went to school there for a little while and then went back to Maine and then came here. The winters are much warmer
1: here. That is true. Yes. And the summers are much, much hotter.
0: But I like the heat, so it's okay. It works out.
1: Well and you found the perfect place then because it's extremely hot today. Yes.
0: Yes it, it
1: is. The what's funny is before you came over I actually just I laid down and rested for like an hour, hour and a half, and I didn't even know it had rained oh, for yeah. any period of time. And then I walk outside and I'm like,
0: it rained? Yeah, it poured. Really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. I must have
1: slept through it. That's crazy. So, um, what uh, what made you decide to move to Pensacola?
0: Um, I was seeing someone who was from here, um, and uh, I moved here rather than him moving there. Uh, we did marry, have a child. We're now getting divorced, but but anyway. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so I life change. Yeah, it was a life change. I gotcha. Life just continues to change.
1: Yep, that is true. So when you were growing up, what kind of, uh, what kind of like movies or shows were you into? Cause like, did you want to get into acting as a kid or was it it's something that came along later?
0: Always. Um, that's something that I can't even pinpoint where that started. It's something that was born into me. No one in my family is an actor. Um, I don't know where it came from, where I got it from, but it's something I've wanted to do my whole life. Um, and as far as, as, as shows and, and things that I was into as a kid, I've, I've got to mention this, and this falls along with the, the fun geek stuff, is Transformers it was probably nice. my favorite thing as a kid. Now, I am a child of the 80s, so, so we are talking the original yeah. <laughs> way back. Um, and that, I mean, honestly, that led to my interest in voice acting. Um, I'd love to do cartoon voices someday. That's a huge, huge, huge goal of mine. Um, But, you know, I also a big Star Trek fan. I grew up watching the original series and Next Generation, um, Star Wars, movies, Indiana Jones. um.
1: You'll probably uh, scold me for this, but I have not seen a single episode of the original Star Trek series. No way. Love the Next Generation. I've seen every episode more than once. Yeah. My what's funny is my grandma actually got me into that because she watched the original series and then in Next Generation and then they started releasing all the seasons on DVD yeah. and she would get them and then I would borrow them and that that's kind of how I got into it. But I, I loved Next Generation. Like uh data was one of was probably my favorite character. And yes. I actually got to meet Brent Spiner <gasps> at Dragon Con oh, last cool. year. And he was crazy as hell. Oh but wow. But he was He was awesome. He was great to all the fans. And Michael Dorn, who played Worf, was there. yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Deep Space Nine is actually probably my favorite Star Trek series. I've seen a couple of
1: episodes of Deep Space Nine. I love
0: Deep Space Nine. It was slow to get into. It was slow to start. um, But once it picked up, I just, I really, I loved all the characters. And then I could go back and watch what I used to think was the slow episodes. And now... Yeah. I just love it all. Yeah, I, I, I love the dynamic on that one.
1: Yeah, I never watched uh, Voyager or Enterprise. Yeah. I didn't hear that many great things about Voyager. I,
0: I had trouble. I wasn't able to get into Voyager. Um, and Enterprise, I really wanted to like, because I like Scott Bakula, mm-hmm. a Quantum Leap fan, Dean Stockwell fan, huge Dean Stock. I met Dean Stockwell, actually, oh, really? one time. Oh, really? Yeah, um, he was in Bangor. Filming Stephen King's *The Langoliers*, mm-hmm. some friends of mine were working production on it. I was I wasn't able to get a job on that production because I was about to leave town to go to New York, and um, but I really wanted to meet him, so I went to visit my friend Jody on set, and I, I was like, "So where is uh, Dean Stockwell?" And she said, "Oh, I think he went back to the hotel." Oh, okay. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> and I I did stalk him down. I tracked him down. But he was very nice. Uh, the hotel was connected to the airport they were filming in. So mm-hmm. he was easy to find, but he was he was very gracious and I was very silly, but aren't we all when we're 19? Yeah, we. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I remember, I don't think I've actually told this story on the show, but at Dragon Con I met uh, Jason David Frank, the original Green Power Ranger. Oh. And what's funny is I wasn't a green Ranger fan I was the blue Ranger was always my favorite but for some reason he is one of the few people that I've felt starstruck by
0: oh wow
1: I don't know why but like I just turned into a bumbling idiot whenever I saw him so yeah, we we all have those moments whether we're 19 or we're in our late 20s so yeah
0: yeah, yeah.
1: so did you want to get into voice acting before you wanted to get into Film no, acting?
0: No, actually, stage acting is what I've mostly done. Oh, okay. Most of my life. Um, when I was sixteen, I worked at a professional theater in the summer. I was an apprentice, and I worked at that theater for four, three and a half. Did I have four full? No, three and a half summers. And um, so, I've always loved theater. That's always probably going to be my first love. I'm starting to do more on camera now. And I'm really liking that a lot it's it's very different but um, but it's very rewarding in a different way now voice acting I had a little taste of when I was 16 and wasn't sure how I felt about it but I'd always been curious about it because uh, being a fan of transformers mm-hmm. and um, and just thinking about you know who are these people doing these voices oh look Frank Welker did Eight voices on this show. Wow! Isn't that amazing that he can do that many things with his voice? Wow! I wonder how you get into that. Um, and and I would sort of look for these actors in other projects, and that, that just sparked the interest. I don't even know if you remember the '90s incarnation of Transformers called Beast Wars. Mm-hmm. That got me back into it, um, back into Transformers. And I actually started going to the conventions. Um, called BotCon, back in the late 90s, early Mm -hmm. 2000s. And I met quite a few of the voice actors from Beast Wars. And um, that really got me wanting to do it. And uh, I haven't really been able to do much until recently, um, but I'm starting to. I'm involved in a local project called Steam Boys, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a steampunk radio drama, their name's
1: been dropped a few times by yes. different people that I've interviewed.
0: Yeah, really exciting stuff. Um, I've got a voiceover demo that I'm hoping to get out. Um, and I did um, I did a, and I'm not sure if they even used it, but it was an ad off Craigslist that I answered for a trolley tour, and I did a narration on that. But, um, so that's, that's something I'm developing and very, very interested
1: in. Yeah, I've always wondered what if there are any differences between preparing for voice work as opposed to being on camera
0: I'm finding that there's not a lot of difference i'm what I'm discovering in my journey is that voiceover feels a lot more like theater to me than mm-hmm. on camera because with on camera because I come from the stage, I've had to be very aware of pulling back mm-hmm. of everything with my eyes not blinking too much (laughs) um not projecting too much so i don't blow out the microphones um but i'm finding with voiceover i mean except for the volume thing obviously um the more expressive you are Mm -hmm. the more it can it can help um, the more it enhances it. So it feels to me more like preparing for stage. But you want to do all the same stuff. I do the same warm-ups warm-ups that I do um, before I prepare for stage. I have a whole routine that I do, and I, I do that before I do any recording. Uh, I did a recording session Tuesday night for Steam Boys, and I went through, before I my call, I went through all my warm-ups just like I would if I was going on stage. Nice. Yeah, but on film I find... I'll do a little bit of warm up just to loosen up, but I don't, because I don't want to go into that same mode. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a difference to me. Um, it just, it feels very different because you're supposed to be more natural with the on camera. So right. unless I'm playing something that's, you know, a quirky, crazy character, which I've done, especially for Austin and Matthew. Uh,
1: Somehow that doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah,
0: I was in Chondriac, which I know they talked to yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, was the lead in that, which that was awesome. And they did such a good job with it. Um, and then I just shot a short with them a couple weekends ago with a really over the top crazy character.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. One thing that, uh, has interested me about voice acting is say you get like a Disney movie and you watch the behind the scenes stuff and you'll get to see the actor's in the sound booth doing all the voice acting and how animated they are when they do it like to me that's just awesome like yeah. the, the one that sticks out to me was uh, when Robin Williams was the genie, the genie how yes. he was projecting himself like this and you can't see it but I'm just moving my hands yeah. around like crazy yeah. like, he was doing that and I'm like wow he's really getting into it and
0: I think it, of that too yeah yeah that same image
1: yeah that's uh, which I, I guess I haven't actually asked anybody on my show but what, what did you think when you heard about him Passing away.
0: I wanted to run and watch Aladdin. That was actually the first thing that came into my mind.
1: Yeah, um, same here. I
0: love But at the same time, as I read more about it, I had a lot of understanding. Um, depression is something I have dealt with in my life. So I know how one can get to that place. Um, and I think that... I think it's important when things like this happen, I always think it's important that people are then examining the problem, the, um, that, you know, the truth of what depression is, of what, um, you know, that it is, it is a disease. It is something that shouldn't be taken lightly by society. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and I, you know, and I want to watch *The Birdcage* and *Mrs. Doubtfire*, and um, yeah.
1: One of the first movies I think of when I think of him—it's not one of his most well-known—but I loved it when I was a kid. Was *Flubber*?
0: Oh, that's right! I forgot he did mm-hmm. the remake of *Flubber*. Yep. Oh wow.
1: It's yeah. that and Aladdin and you know Mrs. Doubtfire. Obviously, those yeah. are the three main things I remember him for. I mean, I, I'll admit there's a lot of stuff of his that I haven't seen. Like I've I haven't seen well, I've seen Good Morning Vietnam, but oh, not, yeah. in a, not in a long, long time. That's
0: a great one. Goodwill Hunting isn't. I haven't really, seen it. You should see that. One. I, that I've, one's cool. I've had it highly
1: recommended by a yeah. lot of people that, that I should watch it. Yeah. But yeah, that was. I haven't seen that much outpouring of emotion from other actors and fans like that, just because he was, he was one of those guys that you thought would be around forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You never know what's going on inside a person's head. Yeah. You, you never know what their struggles are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, when I first read about it, I was thinking it was one of those celebrity hoaxes that happen every now and then. Right. And then when it started coming out more and more, I'm like, wow, there, there's no way this is real and then of course it turned out to be that but Yeah, it's uh, it, it was a shame but you know, he'll be remembered for all the laughter he brought yeah. people for yeah. sure
0: he definitely will
1: but uh back to your uh your acting did you take any acting classes
0: yes um i i have studied acting quite a lot um i went to Marymount Manhattan College in New York City. When I was nineteen, um, I w- was admitted to their BFA program, um, Bachelor of Fine Arts. That's the, like. Anyway, um, and I wasn't able to stay because I couldn't afford it. Right. Unfortunately, um, so that that is probably my most formal college education training. That's a big thing in the Northeast, so in some ways I'm glad I'm not up there anymore because everybody wants you to have a degree so you can prove that you've, I don't know, I, I want to just do.
1: That could be a whole other debate for another yeah. time because I, I, I have my qualms with that as well.
0: Yeah, but anyway, um, and then apart from that, I studied with a wonderful woman here in town named Patricia Simmons. For four years at a theater uh that used to be on 12th avenue called the Loblolly. Mm-hmm. and i acted there for 10 years and it was all original works i did 28 plays there and the first four years um i was acting there but i also took acting lessons with her every single week and i learned an incredible amount i really felt that's that's when i started to grow as an actor since then um I've started taking classes at a class act studio with Darla um, Briganti and, uh, and Anne Marie Crouch. And, um, uh, that's been wonderful. I've done the voiceover, um, workshop with her. I'm hopefully gearing up to do an advanced one. Um, and just actor training. That's how I met Niraj and Jaleen and Adele,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, was through that. And then, got to audition for the actor factor and became involved in that. Um, uh, but that, that's, that's what I've done for training. I've, you know, and there's, there's been other people, uh, I've taken classes, a class here, a class there, you know, when I can. Um, and then I just do as much as I can paid, not paid. Right. You know, if it grabs my interest, I, I feel better for doing it.
1: Yeah. Uh, what is your character on the actor factor?
0: My character's name is Lori Ann. and she is She's from the country. She is um, about as different a character from me as you could possibly get. <laughs> uh, she was originally written for another actress who ended up moving away, and so they had to recast the role last October. And uh, she she wears cowboy boots and a cowboy hat, and she's very sweet um, and shy, but she's also she's also got she's got some determination um, obviously since she's decided to pursue this acting thing. But she's a lot of fun i I'm having a lot of fun I, I love playing characters that are completely different from myself.
1: I think once people see the final product they'll have fun watching it because from what little I've seen and what little I've been on set, you can tell you guys are having fun together and yeah. that's what makes it great. Yeah. And the fact that all the main characters are different, but yes. they all work together in their own way. So I, I think that's great. It's a, it's a true ensemble cast. Yeah. It which really... is a lot of fun because it, it gives you a reason to really invest in all the characters because they all have their own little, niche their own little backstory and everything so i i think that's great yeah i think it's absolutely great it's been so much fun so far what uh off the top of your head can you think of any funny on set stories oh that you could tell
0: yes um but i don't know if this one's already been told has the soft stick story been told i don't think so oh, okay good uh the first weekend we shot we shot down in destin and uh i think you remember, you know, Nestor. Yes. Okay, he was, um, he was doing the slate for Morning. us. And this was his first time doing it. And um, so he learned that, you know, when you're in front of an actor's face, you, you're supposed to say soft sticks and then click it quietly. And um, so, so anyway, there's, I mean, that's his story. That's a funny story. I'll tell my portion of that. Um, so the next day, that was Saturday um on sunday i there was a scene that i wasn't in that the other three girls were in right. and niraj was in and they walk in on uh niraj with his pants around his ankles and so i was doing the slate on that and uh and i was i was kind of fairly close to niraj and so we're about to go and i say hey is this a soft stick situation and everybody just started laughing.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> it a
0: fun moment. It's one of those things that just came out of my mouth, and then I realized, oh, I just made yep. it funny. As soon as <laughs> you say it,
1: oh, okay. That's why that's funny. Yeah. That that's awesome. Uh, I I remember the f- up until. The first time we shot at Cafe Liquid, I had met all the other cast members except for you. And then when you got there, you had no voice. That's right. It was and I was gonna actually ask you that day if you wanted to be on my show. And I'm like, well, she can't really talk, so probably I wouldn't be the best time to I'd do. I'd have
0: it. given you a big thumbs up. <laughs> I that day, I yeah, I had no voice. Fortunately the one line i had could easily have be cut and it was cuz i tried i tried to get mm-hmm. it out couldn't also i'd for no i had had i was worried i was getting an infection in my eyes, so i didn't wear my contacts mm-hmm. so i was also blind so i was blind and i couldn't speak
1: that's the worst <laughs> it
0: was miserable but but i still managed to have a good time it was good
1: yeah that that's a cool little place yeah. to shoot at just cuz it's i'd never heard of it and i, I, I like little either. small off the wall places yeah like, which I'd, I'd only been to niceville a handful of times me
0: but. too I, I think we've got three or four more days of shooting there too mm-hmm. which i'm looking forward to
1: yeah it'll it'll be fun for sure yeah uh, besides the actor factor uh, is there anything else that you're currently working on
0: um actor factor steam boys um the audio drama which will probably be out next year we're going to mm-hmm. record that through the end of this year, and then and then he'll edit and release next year. Um, and that's really it right now. As I said, my life is in a bit of a transition. I have a five-year-old who just started kindergarten. How so about that? Was scary. He's taken to it so well. Well, that's good. Yeah, and I was okay. You know, everybody said, "Did you cry on the first day?" And I didn't because I was used to dropping him off. He went to summer camp at the Y all summer, so I said, no, I'm used to it, he's used to it, we're good, it's good.
1: Yeah, most kids, at least from my experience, they they enjoy, like, kindergarten, because they get to make new friends, they get to, you know, do all kinds of stuff, so. Then once he gets to, like, fourth and fifth grade, then he'll start to hate it.
0: Yeah, then he'll say, uh, I don't want to go today, can I stay home and play video games? Nope.
1: (laughs) That sounds like almost every day of my childhood. But uh, what are some movies or shows that you're into currently? Because you you mentioned off air that you're a little bit into the geek culture. Oh, yes. what, uh, What stuff are you into?
0: Well, right now I'm actually watching, as I had mentioned to you, I think before we started, I don't have internet right now where I'm living. So everything I watch is at my boyfriend's. Um, but he's been introducing me and we've been discovering some really cool stuff on his Netflix. Um, I'm watching this series right now called The Killing. Um, that's set in Seattle. That's really cool. Um, that's more of a crime drama, but it's it's neat. It almost reminds me of Twin Peaks without the crazy David Lynch aspects. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um I'm I'm a big Game of Thrones fan.
1: Still haven't jumped on that, that. bandwagon, but well, and I've I, heard a lot of good things about it, though.
0: It is good. And and because I'm an epic fantasy fan, mm-hmm. I love it. And I'm reading the books as well. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I've I've wanted... there's There's a lot of shows that I have on a bucket list. I haven't sort of watched... I've never watched Walking Dead. I know I'm probably the last person on the planet.
1: Season one is really good, but after that, to me, it kind of dropped off dropped off the map for me like i season two was okay but midway through season three i just kind of lost interest i mean it obviously still has a huge following but i don't know it just kind of lost its appeal for me i don't really know why but
0: yeah just did. but i'm gonna give that a chance i'm also really excited because the new doctor who is starting i'm a huge doctor who and torchwood fan I've
1: never watched torchwood but I, I need to watch it
0: torchwood is brilliant um I was so excited to meet Burn Gorman at Pensacon mm-hmm. this spring. Uh, he played Owen on Torchwood, and he was just the coolest guy in the world. Um, but Torchwood, I'm John Barrowman.
1: I wish he would be at Pensacon.
0: I do too, and I mentioned that to Steve Wise. I said, "What about John Barrowman?" So I don't know if I don't know if it's a scheduling thing. I, I don't know. He goes to a lot of conventions, so I think. I think he could come to Pensacon.
1: He was at DragonCon last year, but I didn't meet him because I wasn't into Doctor Who or anything like that at the time. But there's another show that he's been in that he's really good in. Have you ever watched Arrow?
0: Okay, I started watching Arrow. I only saw like the first episode and a half. Mm -hmm. had some trouble getting into it. I want to skip ahead and watch when John Barrowman comes in, though. Um... And I know maybe I don't know if I need to just give it another chance or what, but I had some, I had a little trouble getting into the it. The first
1: few episodes, they kind of drag a little bit, yeah. and to put it bluntly, the acting's not that great. That's
0: the big reason it's, why. It's, yeah,
1: it's really bad. But after I think episode five or six, it gets a lot better. And the last half of season one and all of season two are really, really good. Okay. Cool. And uh, John Barrowman is going to be a uh, a regular character. In season three and he actually plays a villain he's he's completely different than he was in doctor who but he does a very good job like he's his acting was the best part of season one honestly
0: yeah i i do want to see him in it well and and you really should see torchwood he um he does take captain jack to some pretty dark places Mm -hmm. at times it's it's really good it's like the sexier more adult doctor who it's
1: who's your favorite doctor
0: david Tennant. (laughs)
1: Yes. Finally, someone that doesn't say Matt Smith. Oh, I like no. I, I like Matt Smith, but He's, I just I like David Tennant better. I
0: love David Tennant. Matt Smith was okay. I liked I liked Christopher Eccleston better than I liked David Ten, uh, uh, Matt Smith. Um, I but David Tennant of the new ones is definitely my favorite, and I'm excited about this new guy,
1: Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. But yeah, I think they're going to make the show a bit darker, which I, I think need they need to because yes. with tenant and matt smith it was kind of the light-hearted quirky flirty doctor who yeah. i want a badass doctor
0: and i think we're gonna get him yeah i think we're about to get him
1: it's gonna be great yeah as i wonder i'm wondering like who the main villain is gonna be i've heard they might bring the master back which would be really that cool. would be
0: really cool yeah did you ever watch any of the old
1: doctor not yet who?
0: uh that's another thing i, I kind of grew up watching on pbs they would um On Saturdays, they would play, and I thought it was the weirdest, most low-budget thing I'd ever seen in my life, but fascinating. Unless you get that. All right.
1: One time, I don't turn my phone off when I record an interview. Anyway, yeah, I've never watched any of the old Doctor Who, but I I need to. They're on Netflix. Yeah. All of them are on Netflix. Yeah, you can get them
0: on Netflix. Yeah. But there's 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 some cheesy, weird stuff, but there's some really good stuff, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to watch... Uh, I've been watching Archer. I don't know if you're into animation at all like that, but... Um, oh, I
0: used to be back when I used to have time to watch television. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I've seen I've seen an episode of Archer, and I'd like to see more of it.
1: Yeah, it, it's... When I first started watching it, I thought it was kind of weird, but a few episodes in, you know, once you start to get the humor, it's I like, really good. Yeah,
0: I, I like humor like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, haven't watched House of Cards yet. I really want to watch it. I have nothing that. but good things about it. There's, my list on Netflix is just yeah, very, starting, very long.
0: I'm starting to watch Breaking Bad.
1: Oh, you know, Breaking Bad is fact, so great.
0: But I'm, I'm really liking it so far. How far into it are you? I'm only on, I think, episode four or five of the first season. Like, I've i really uh, just started. It gets so good yeah. after that. Yeah. Well, my my boyfriend said, let me know when you get to season four. I think because mm-hmm. he'd seen the first part of it a couple times and he's like then we'll watch it then we'll start watching it together so he can rewatch." yeah but, season
1: yeah. from season two on is great it's got some of the best character development that's ever been done honestly just seeing the transition from Walter White into a mild-mannered reserved chemistry teacher into I won't say exactly what he becomes because I don't want to spoil it but yeah. it's it's pretty awesome. Nice. It's really, really good. Um, one thing I, I forgot to ask you: um, who would you say, or like, they don't have to be necessarily influences, but who are some of your favorite uh, actors and actresses? Okay, that you enjoy watching. Um,
0: well, John Barrowman, we've mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see him on stage someday. He does. He does musical theater too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's cool. he he actually got his start in musical theater. Um, And uh, he judged a musical theater reality competition over in England, which I don't usually watch reality TV, but I watched every single one of those, and that was fascinating. It was with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, But anyway, um, you know, I've always loved Emma Thompson. Mm -hmm. Um, Meryl Streep has got my respect big time. Uh, She's so versatile. Yeah. Um, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet's good. Yeah, she's good. Um, There's an actor I love who is um, not so well-known until you mention a few of the films he's been in and then people say, oh, that guy, Michael Wincott.
1: The name sounds very familiar.
0: He played Top Dollar in The Crow. He was Guy of Gisborne in Robin Hood, the Kevin Costner Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. Um, He was just recently in the in 24 and he was in the most recent season of that um he's he usually plays a villain but he's somebody i've i've just adored since i saw him in robin hood in 91 and that's the reason i went back and saw it three times at the theater was because i was like who is this guy yeah he gets killed and yeah he's the villain but he's fascinating (laughs) but he's a really good juilliard trained actor really good actor
1: usually the villains end up being the most interesting characters yeah
0: yeah absolutely
1: because you wonder like what made them become right so evil
0: well that's like with transformers i've always been a decepticon fan Mm -hmm. to heck with the autobots you know the decepticons are way more interesting
1: what since you're a transformers fan what did you think of the movies Mm. like the live action movies
0: you know i wanted to see a movie called transformers not humans
1: that's a good way of putting it.
0: Yeah. That's, that's my disappointment with the Michael Bay films. Um, yes, they're big, explosive spectacles. I can expect Transformers to be that. But I really wish the character development... What? Well, if there was to be character development, I wish it could have been with the Transformer characters, mm-hmm. not Shia LaBeouf. And company.
1: Have you seen all of them?
0: I have seen everything but the most recent, which I was going to go see by myself. And then I started reading the reviews on it, and I realized the focus is still on... I mean, yes, people have said Mark and Mark Wahlberg is an excellent actor. And they said that, yeah, he brings it up. But, you know, he's not playing Starscream, so why on earth would I want to go see it?
1: <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I, I still think the first one is is pretty good. Like I, I enjoyed it when I watched it, but I, I, yeah. after that, like the the second one was
0: Ugh, writer's strike. Yeah. The writing was horrible,
1: and the third one was even worse yes. in my opinion. The yeah. third one. The was The only terrible. thing
0: I liked about the third one is that they did pay homage to some plots from the original series, but it was subtle and only if you were a big original series nerd like me would you Mm -hmm. notice it. Um, But it was kind of fun to sit there and say, oh, that's from Megatron's Master Plan. Oh, that's from The Ultimate Doom. Oh, wow, that character... Oh, wow, Leonard Nimoy is playing um, a character in this. He was also Galvatron in the original Transformers, the movie from 86. So, I mean, those things were kind of neat, but it didn't make it a good movie.
1: Yeah, that's true. yeah. And I remember just the the uproar when it was announced that he was producing the new Ninja Turtles movie.
0: Oh I know. Which
1: I saw it and it wasn't as bad as I thought it, it was wasn't?
0: gonna be. Okay.
1: They got the turtles personalities down almost perfectly. Oh, but that's there good. there's still a lot about it that I didn't like. The fact that they're so big really bothers me because they're supposed to be these stealthy ninjas right. when you're living in
0: the sewer you can't be huge
1: but when you're like well you don't even need to be a ninja if you're a six foot five mutant turtle you just you just yeah plow the crap out of you know the bad guys or whatever yeah um shredder was really cool oh that's good mm-hmm.
0: I, I was a fan of the original series oh back in the day i was yeah.
1: a monster turtles fan
0: yeah my brother and i had two pet mice that we named bebop and rock steady
1: that's awesome that's awesome. I, I still remember the original movie that came out in 1990 was the first movie yes. I ever saw in a theater. Yeah,
0: my best friend and I went to see that in the theater. Yeah, we went. That was one of the. It probably wasn't the first one we went to by ourselves, but it was one of the. Well, no, it wouldn't have been because that was 90s. I think we'd gone to see Ernest Goes to Camp or something way before then. But, but yeah, but I remember she and I going to see that yeah. in the theater
1: because i i actually i have all the old ones on blu-ray and oh, I, I watched cool. them The, the it's got the full set it's even got the the cg movie that came out a few years ago and it comes in a pizza box perfect and all the discs look like pizza trays i
0: would always so. try to make crazy pizzas when i was a kid to be like the ninja turtles
1: mm-hmm. they this was i think back in '09 or 2010 it may have even been sooner But they did a cartoon special called uh, Turtles Forever that had the turtles from the 2003 cartoon, which was actually really good because it was a lot darker like the original comics. Yeah. Where they teamed up with the turtles from the 80s and 90s cartoon, and it was great. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah,
1: it was... As soon as you see them, I'm like, I feel like I'm six years old again. It was crazy. But I, I love pretty much anything Ninja Turtles. Like, it... I probably won't ever watch the new movie again. Yeah, but if I, I didn't hate it for what it was, but at the same time, you think it's it's not our generation's Ninja Turtles. It's right. and they've got that new uh, series on Nickelodeon, and this is actually a Nickelodeon movie, so oh. you kind of have to take that into account.
0: Yeah, then they're going to tie it in.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it was it, it was entertaining in its own way. So, it, it wasn't a, a total disappointment. That's good. But uh, is there any kind of uh, social media or website that you'd want to plug for the Actor Factor or Steam Boys or anything yeah. that you're working
0: on? Um, Actor Factor and Steam Boys are both on Facebook. Um, and Actor Factor does have its own website. I think it's probably actorfactor.com. I should have looked that up I didn't but you can find if you plug in actor factor on Facebook and also Steam Boys on Facebook um, you can find pages for those Um, I have an actor page too uh, on Facebook um, where I'm trying to I've got my acting I have an acting demo up there and I'm trying to get my voiceover I've got to figure out how to put the voiceover demo up there too and I mean, who knows if you really get work that way, but hey, it's worth a try. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Better to try and not get anything than not try yeah, at all. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, at least my family can hear it, you know. I...
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Lisa, for coming on the show. This was fun. Thank you. And that'll do it for this week's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. Lisa, thank you once again for coming on for that really fun conversation. And next week, for the 25th episode of the show, I will have from the Nerd Cave podcast, Zach Dykes and Willis Cannon. So that will be uh, that will be quite interesting, to say the least. And don't forget, you can follow the show on Twitter at DDiamondEXP. Like us on Facebook at The Derek Diamond Experience. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at Derek underscore Diamond. And that'll do it. See you guys next week.